this is Haley Nauman, and you're listening to the Maybe Baby Podcast. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you here. Happy to have you back for an episode of Dear Danny. This is where I bring on resident advice expert Daniel Nelson. He's been on the podcast a couple times before and he's back. Dear Danny is a segment wherein Danny weighs in on the questions I answered for Dear Baby, my monthly advice column. Today is going to be slightly different because Dear Baby was kind of different this week. I answered 43 random and ridiculous questions. And so I'm going to throw some of those back at Danny and then I'm also gonna have us both answer some bonus round questions. Just in case you're new to Danny, he's just a good friend of mine. He is a woodworker in Brooklyn, so that's why I mentioned him making shelves and doing things for all of us. He's really the, he's the, he's, he's who we're going to in the apocalypse. Like when we're on a trip and our car breaks down, like Danny's immediately on the ground fixing it. He's really the only one of us with any like actual skills. And so, you know, we can laugh that Danny always has dirt all over his clothes, but ultimately we're the ones who are going to die first if literally anything goes slightly wrong. So I only have love and respect for Danny And I'm happy to bring him on the podcast for this because we often have different perspectives and I love to hear what he has to say. So here we are. Oh, one thing I wanted to call out, and I'm really sorry about this actually, is that I used a different tool this week to record my podcast, one that is a little bit easier than the one I normally use. And turns out that that came at a cost. You heard it here first. Sometimes ease comes at a cost. And it did this weird thing where... It cut out our voices intermittently, so I'm sorry about that. I know it doesn't sound great, but I will not use it next time. Okay, let's do this. One, two, three. This is Dear Danny. You're seeing, this is how I sit 24-7. Where are you at? I'm like, I have such a glare, I can barely see you. I'm in my kitchen, in the corner. (laughs) Wow, under some oils and such? That's, That's the oil shelf. And I sit here Wait, and, I, and I hold on to it. I like to have my arms elevated. <laughs> Wait, do you have like a desk in there if you spend time in there? Uh, it's like a little table. Oh, that's nice. There you go. I feel like I haven't, I, I've obviously like not been in your apartment since you did some changes. Yeah, there's some, some new stuff. It's uh, mostly everything's just kind of falling apart and like looking dirty. But Avi and I have been thinking about moving. From that apartment? Yeah, I kind of want to be... I feel like we're kind of far away from everybody. Sure. Where would you move, though? Like, the city? No, 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 no. Like, basically, like, a different part of Bed-Stuy. Or, like, maybe Crown Heights, but, like, I feel like I want to be in the part of Bed-Stuy that's, like, closer to Clinton Hill. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's because you were walking around seeing all those cute cafes. (laughs) Yeah. That one is insane. Which one? The pink one. Oh, 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 no, not that. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, that. That's like that's like bougie Clinton Hill. I don't feel like I want to live right there, but I want to. I live... never can remember what Clinton Hill is until people tell me. I guess it's right around Pratt. Yeah, that's like the kind of north part of it. I just don't. There, then it's also like you know Mecklenburg's. Yes. <laughs> is that a lie? 
No, they serve frozen Negronis. Dude, I love Michael Berg's. Me too, but I think I'm over it. I got it's really it. expensive. It's so expensive, and I got I like we started eating there probably like twice or three times a week for a period of three weeks, <laughs> and that was like wait, it's not even that close to you. It doesn't matter. It would be like the chicken sandwich is really good. I know it's pretty bomb. And the, you know what my favorite thing from there though is the babka. I don't think I've ever had any sweets. Getting the babka there, like you get a big loaf. That's like the best gift I feel like you. Isn't can give that somebody. like a sweet bread though? Yeah, basically. But like bringing that to somebody's like housewarming. Well, I don't think I should bring bread to anybody's house party ever again. <laughs> should you tell the quick story no, real quick? I'm not gonna tell. I just think that the. But that was really on Mary anyway. He, I mean, she baked the bread, but I placed the bread. I'm just going to tell the story really fast. I'll take responsibility for my role in it. You know, you know if I want to blame anyone for it? Who? It's Matt, Kelly's husband. Wait, he was there? Yeah, and he was gassing me up. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Back me up. I'm going to tell the story. So was this, this is just a party at my brother's house, if I recall correctly. I think it was a Thanksgiving party because that's the oh, reason that's right. everybody like brought food. Otherwise, I don't think Mary would have made like a stone hard bread. Well, I mean, she she needs no occasion to do that. But so gross. So our beautiful friend Mary, who we love very much, True. is an amazing cook. <laughs> she has her moments for sure. <laughs> you know what? She's a create. She's a creative cook. She's ambitious. She makes very wet salads. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely listening to this, by the way. Um, anyway, so she well, brought a bread. I of that. That's a good call. Right? Her salads are moist. <laughs> They're so the moist. rainforest in the bowl. You can drink them. <laughs> she's going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw the shelf you put up in her apartment, by the way. Looks cute. cute. Yeah. Really cute. Um, her place looks nice. You know you're friends with Danny if he's put a shelf up in your apartment. That's true. It's coming. Anyway, so Mary brought bread to Andy's party. It was Thanksgiving party, of course, so everybody contributed. She let me try it on the ride over there because I picked her up on the way over there. And she let oh. me try it. And it was so gross. <laughs> there wasn't a way to politely not spit it out the window at the red light. <laughs> it was so gross. It was like... Just what it tastes hard like. and dry and like Bitter? both like really salty, but then equally like bland, which is kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's like a contradiction. It was just like sand, but like hard and then with just salt pockets in some places. It Ooh, was really salty bad. and flavorless like reminds me of the taste you get in your mouth before you throw up. Okay. Well, yeah. And I puked it out immediately. I spit <laughs> okay, it out. What'd she say? Uh, she was just like, Danny. <laughs> I was like, Mary, this is not edible. You shouldn't bring this. <laughs> well, anyway, bring it. She did. I wasn't at this Thanksgiving, tragically, but. Oh, you weren't there. No, it became mm. lore because for some reason, I mean, the bread did not get eaten naturally. It was a joke. It, it became a little bit of a joke, right? It became, yeah, just the joke of the night. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, after many drinks, you hid little pieces of the bread around Andy's apartment, correct? Not even at the end of the night. It was like, party was full swing. I decided I got a little prankster's glint in my eye. 
and decided yeah. to go like hide like one piece. Maybe I like put a piece in the toilet because it looked like poop, <laughs> you know, like something like that. But the thing was, and this is why I truly, I, I know it's my responsibility. I'll take responsibility for my own actions, but I definitely would have never gone so far as to hide the bread so many places if I hadn't had Matt behind me, like snickering the whole time, like being like, <laughs> well, Matt, fam- famously a trickster. He, no he was loving it. Every, every time I put like, anytime I had any inspiration to put bread in any new place, I'd hear behind me, like, ha, 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 ha. I love you that know. Matt energy. I miss it. It so gasses you up when you're feeling like doing a prank and somebody's like, that's a good spot. And you're like, Oh man, let me okay. keep this going. So cut, cut, to the future. Well, so maybe the next over the next couple of days, Andy keeps finding bread, and it's like it's all fun and games. Yeah, it's all fun and games. There was a piece under his pillow, <laughs> and then cut to like literally years later, right? At least a year. At least a year. Andy has been complaining about having flies in his apartment for like months. <laughs> no, they were those weevils, those like little moths. Oh yeah, moths. He had so many. And he really, he like had <laughs> for the sores like for months and months. Yeah. I actually think it was more than a year. Yeah, I think you're right. And then was it when he moved? I honestly, it may have been. I don't think so. I think it was before. I think there was a part two when he moved, but maybe the, the big reveal was that one day he just got so fed up. He felt like maybe they were coming from the cabinet. So he like got up on his counter and like really started digging and he found... Went through everything. He found a mug in the very, very back of his cabinet filled with disgusting moldy bread and completely filled with moths. And I think, huh? like, maggots. Or I don't know what their babies look like. The larva was there as well. Uh, you know, in my defense... <laughs> I mean, you know, it was all it was all fun and games, but in, in my defense, or... or t- to his discredit, I guess. I, so I'd like to offer a, a public apology to Andy here and now, though I've apologized many times in private. It's never enough. I truly am sorry. And I know that now I, I see how triggered you are when <laughs> just even a single moth is in the apartment. <laughs> you get so edgy and like stressed out. You get so I, PTSD. I, I'm sorry for moth having a based. part in your trauma. Um, but this is just, I guess it's not really even in my defense, but just, uh, I will add that I put the bread in a mug that I had given him (laughs) as a gift. (laughs) I forgot that was the twist. So I put it in a mug that I had given him as a gift. As a test. Not really as a test, but I thought it was funny because it was like, that's like, you know, me leaving my like little like Zorro Z, like my signature. I'll put it in my mug that I gave him. And apparently that mug was not often used. (laughs) So much so that for a year and a half, it just sat in the back of the cabinet, untouched and unnoticed. And and without even a thought's consideration that it might be relevant to the situation he was in. (laughs) You know, never crossed his mind. Really, this is how you test someone's loyalty. You, <laughs> you hide a, an, a crusty old piece of bread on the gift that you gave them and you see if they get moms. weevils in the sweater that they never wear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember how we got on this topic. Um, 
cooking bread. Yeah, who, kn- who knows? Oh, Who's you were talking about Bob because I said that I couldn't uh, oh, bring oh, bread right, to right, people's right. homes anymore. Well, I'm gonna get you some babka. Okay. Maybe we should bring Andy some babka for his housewarming next weekend. That sounds fun. That's next weekend. Well, he's moving this week. He actually doesn't have. To those worrying, Andy's not actually having a housewarming. He's just moving. And I was going to drop something by. He, isn't he moving this weekend? Yeah, I think Maybe so. Maybe it's next weekend. No, I think he's moving this weekend. I don't know. I, was, I tried to help him. And he really insisted he didn't need any help. Well, he has movers, I think. Uh, yeah, I know. But I feel like now I'm at a point in my life where like, I want people... I want to help somebody move. <laughs> you know? Why? Because I just want to go do something. Uh, okay. I thought you were just like LARPing. as like, like owning a truck that's like... Just a request you get once every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I guess that's like, if I take you out to lunch, could I? Maybe we could. And you're like, for sure, no problem. I've it's, definitely used you for that. So. Yeah, why not? I mean, it comes with the territory, but it is funny to. It's not something I uh, think about on my off time and <laughs> think how pleasant it would be. Hope and pray for some <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Andy to call me. When he told me he had movers, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, you already are making him a kitchen counter, aren't you? That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's this weekend. I got to make it. Okay. Well, let's talk about the format of this episode. I, I when I was going through looking for because I wanted us to answer some different questions. Uh, I want you. I want you to answer some of these. I picked out like fifteen that I think I kind of want you you to weigh in on. Okay. And then I got some bonus round cues for us. Let's go. But as I was doing it, I found some really good questions. There were so many I didn't see that now I'm like, did I pick bad ones? So I might switch some of them out. For instance, like just doing a shout out to Italy. Don't think I need that. I don't think, maybe I didn't make it through all of them. There are so many. I got to like uh, 17, which I think I would disagree with, but Wait, whatever. What was it? You said, uh, the question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? And you said, absolutely not. It's not. I guess my answer is like, what is this, a private club? Like, fuck it. I don't know. Sure. But if you think of like the purpose of language, like, yes, I guess you could say it's technically a sandwich, but the purpose of language is to convey a particular thing. Like if someone says, I'm in the mood for a sandwich, you're not going to offer them a hot dog. (laughs) So only if you're really cool, some people might. (laughs) I'm just saying like... If we're talking colloquially how you words are actually used. That's true, but what you're saying, a hot dog is a subset of sandwich, right? So if someone says, I want a sandwich, sure, it's not going to be, it's definitely like, you know, a, a pretty specific type of food. You're not going to off the top think like they want a hot dog, but you will say, what kind of sandwich do you want? Because it's a wide category. No, not for me. If I'm like, if if we say, if like Avi and I are like in the mood for a sandwich for lunch, we both know what we're talking about. That's because you live together. What if it's a stranger? <laughs> he says, I would assume Ooh. they mean like a deli sandwich. Okay. A guy was telling me this recently <laughs> that he was at a pizza place and uh, <laughs> it was in South Brooklyn. I don't know where. And he's at a pizza place and there's a guy on the phone and like the, my friend is ordering pizza. And then the guy on the phone, he's just kind of like, just like a big, like, South Brooklyn guy. Like, I don't know if he's Russian or Italian or what is he. But he's, like, sitting there at the table eating his salad. Oh, wait. <laughs> I fuck this all up. He's sitting there at the table eating a big bowl of cheese. It's just cheese. On, like, wait, now plate. I know the punchline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the punchline. But then he's on the phone 
And he's like, no, I'm just down here at Vito's having a salad. <laughs> Wait, place... it's not literally just cheese. In my memory from the guys retelling it is just cheese on the plate. <laughs> it's just like, so I guess mozzarella. Interpretation. I don't know. See, but the reason that's funny is because you know it's dishonest, but he could argue on a technicality. That it was like a bunch of little pieces of something put together. And he could that's argue my, That's my point is that this man, when he's like, oh, I'm in the mood for a sandwich. And you're like, okay, like, what do you want? Like fried chicken, uh, porchetta, you know, a deli sandwich. He'll be like, no, just something simple like a hot dog. <laughs> then you'd think that that'd be a punchline. Yeah, it would be a punchline. I'm just saying people like that exist. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're we're using language to account for edge edge case scenarios. Okay, speaking of food. Okay. What's a weird food combo you love? Because we're gonna, I, I want to I want to throw some of these cues back at you, and then we're gonna go to bonus cues. That we'll this one I felt like was a real stumper. You don't have any I, weird food combos? I don't know the answer. Like I like like um, I'm one of those people who likes like I don't choose this or. Or prefer it, but I definitely don't mind it and we'll do it sometimes. Like if I have jam, I'll put that on my toast with an egg. Do you know what I mean? Jam and egg? On yeah, the same like toast? jammed toast and then like an egg on top of that. Okay, that's Maybe tuna casserole combo. is probably the weirdest food that I eat. It's not really a combo, <laughs> it's just a dish. I mean, it, I guess it is a combo. It's a combo of uh, cream of celery, cream of mushroom two cans of tuna and a pound of pasta dude cream of mushroom so good oh kiki says that my bagel order is weird hi kiki she says hi um what's your bagel order i feel like you've told me this before yeah like well i mean it it started to break the credit card minimum at the bagel place i go to but then once i ordered it enough times it became something that i preferred and it's just a bagel, an everything bagel toasted with cream cheese and red onions. Raw. No. You're raw dogging it? Well, I don't have time to wait around. What, are they going to grill them? <laughs> I gotta go. I'm at a bagel place. I just don't like raw onions ever, anywhere. I think I like raw onions. Yeah, makes sense. So does Avi. Freaks. They give me okay, a stomachache. This I feel like you'll have a good answer to. What's the most random but positive conversation you've had with someone unexpected? I had a positive interaction. It started negative. I had a positive interaction with some people recently, and it kind of like I've just been like feeling really dark recently, and so this was it was nice to have this moment of remembering like the only thing I actually like about New York City, which is like the way people interact with one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just, like, the fact that it's available, like, that people will interact with each other for very little reason. I mean, here there was a reason. I pulled up on my street in my truck, and there was a parking spot open right across from my house. And it was a good spot, too, like, nice and big, looking like I could, like, easily swing in there, you know, immediately across from my building. So I was excited, obviously. But in front of the parking spot was a moving van that was on. And it was pulled, double parked immediately in front of the parking spot, taking up the space that I needed to like pull into to back into the spot. You know uh -huh, what I mean? Uh -huh. Yep. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I'm just going to like ask these people to move the cars on. Somebody's in there. So I walk up, but then no one's in the cab. 
Right, because they're moving. They're like leaving it there. Yeah, I guess I don't like it. It's like um, it's like a moving service because it's branded. Um, I can't yeah. remember what the brand was. But so no one's in the cab. So and without even thinking about it, I check the door and it's unlocked. <laughs> Why'd you check the door? I don't know. And then I close the door. But like my first thought is like I could just move this truck. No oh problem. Oh my god, Danny. <laughs> But then I'm like, I'm not 19 years old. You know, like, I don't need to do something like this. I'm a Wait, grown like, up. 19 years old is your reference? I, I don't know. Like, if I were 19, I'd probably be like... Fuck it? Yeah, but I think probably, like, a little performatively. Like, I'd, like, do it because I'd be like, I know this is bad. But, like, like I, have a, boy vibes, yeah, I yeah. have a reason, you know. And, like, now I'm like, I'm a grown up. Let me just chill out. I can kill you know, 10 minutes on my phone. Yeah. I could kill two hours on my phone, you know? <laughs> Just waiting for one parking spot? Well, so I go, I mean, well, so I go and I'm sitting in the car and the car's on. I'm like, they're coming out. They left the car on. They're just like bringing something in the building. I go and like 10 minutes go by and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, well, you said 10 minutes, like just chill, just chill. What were you 20, looking at? 20 minutes go by. What am I looking at? Twitter. Probably Instagram and then like intermittently just like compulsively losing at chess, which is <laughs> I basically how much you play that. <laughs> uh, uh, thousands of games down the drain. <laughs> okay, okay. So what happens? Anyway, so then, but then at a certain point, like 30 minutes go by. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? These guys have their fucking car. It's on. It's been 30 minutes. I'm asking random people on the street, like the super of the building is out shoveling snow. I'm asking him, I'm like, do you know? what's going on with this car he's like no even though looking back he definitely was aware of what was going on because of how they were positioning the building anyway finally i'm like you know what fuck it i am moving this car because my car doesn't have heat <gasps> unless it's moving so sitting there it's still pretty cold out it's not like today so sitting there i'm like getting cold my feet are getting cold you know i'm like i'm gonna move this car the moment that i get in the car of course, of course. and get behind the wheel and the car starts moving two guys are on the street just like screaming like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing but then because also i'm like i have to be very careful because this is like clearly a business car and like oh the car in, the car in front of where it's double parked is a little further out it's a big van, so I have to swing it out to get around that car and then cozy it up very close to that car so other cars can still get by. You know, so like these guys are yelling at me, but I'm already in the middle of doing it, so I can't really react. I'm kind of doing like a one sec, you know. And then I like scoot it up and I get out. And the guy's like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, this is our fucking work car. I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to fuck around. You know, I'm just like and the other guy's like, what are you doing from behind me? And I was like, I'm just trying to park in this spot. They were like, you can't get around me? I was like, no, 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 I can, but I, I'm just trying to park, and you're blocking, like, the parking spot. Did the you say guy, you've been waiting? Yeah, I was like, I've been here for 30 minutes, you know, I didn't know where you guys were. I thought you guys weren't coming out. Then the one guy in front is still very, quite upset. But the other guy behind is like, oh, he's just trying to park. He was, like, completely cool. It was just like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was just trying to park. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to fuck around. I didn't mean to scare you guys. He's like, that's cool. That's fine. The guy in front's like, you know, like grumbling. The guy in back like has this. It's just nice. It's like the New York attitude of just like being like, okay, well, you're a stranger and you got in our car. Also, the whole front cab reeked of weed. I forgot. But like you get in our car and then you drive our work car for like 
you know, eight feet. We come out, we're upset. But then your explanation checks out and it's like back to business. We're all good. Everybody's <laughs> cool. No harm, no foul. It you reminds know? me um, of the newsletter I wrote last week, which you probably haven't seen, but it's all about how like, well, it starts with a, about New Yorkers specifically, but people may or may not disagree with the geographical distinction, but that like New Yorkers are kind, but not nice. Yeah, like, totally. The whole thing is about the difference between like nice and niceness and kindness and that like West Coasters are, are super nice, but not necessarily kind. And that like, there's a kind of gruffness in New West York Coasters are, like, aren't even nice. <laughs> well, politeness, like the kind of like saying thank you and stuff. West Coasters are polite because they give each other space. And that, in my opinion, is the only way in which they're polite. I don't even feel like I have like a really specific image in mind of like who a West Coaster is. Whereas I feel like a particular like New Yorker stands out starker in my mind. Yeah, he's eating a cheese salad at like a fucking pizza <laughs> place in Brooklyn. Yeah, but anyways, like all I think I was talking a lot about this distinction and that, and I had some experiences recently with like Avi and my car was stuck in snow. Mm-hmm. And we had like three different people come help us who were like all super like rude. They like weren't nice to us at all, but like fully like took time out of their days to help us. Yeah, and and probably so legitimately like, helped you. Oh, 100%. Like we got our car out after we Well, were yeah, totally cuz they'll come up and they'll be like, "That's not how you do it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "I was this happened to me. I was trying to park again. This was years ago, but I was trying to park and it was snow again." New Yorkers really come together in the snow because it's not yeah, that yeah, common. Yeah. And when it's out, everybody has an opinion about it and like tries to help one another. But like mm-hmm. I was trying to park, but there was this, the plow had made a snowbank blocking the parking spot. Yeah. So I was just crashing my car. That's exactly this, what we were happening. We were dealing with, I mean. And this guy on the streets like, uh, hey, that's not how you do it. You know, and I'm like, Okay, I could tell he was a kid, but I thought he was like maybe like seventeen or something. Yeah, he's he's like that's not how you do it. I was like, okay, like what should I be doing? He's like, you don't not like that. That's for sure. I'm like, do you drive? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you own a car? He's like, yeah. I was like, what kind of car do you own? He's like, just he could have said anything. I have no idea about cars, so he said like some made up name, probably his like aspirational car that he wished he owned. And then I'm like, fine, like, you drive stick? He's like, sure. I'm like, you want to give it a shot? And he's like, yeah. And so then I'm like, all right, come over here. And this is pre-COVID, so I'm like, come on over. And we get him in the car. While he's getting in the car, I'm realizing that he's much younger than I thought. This was at night. Uh-huh. And he's, like, getting in the car, and I'm like, this kid's, like, 14. <laughs> okay, I took my seat. And then he immediately stalled the car, and I was like, get the fuck out of my car. You don't know how to drive stinky shit, Tucker. Wait, that was not the end I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and he completely immediately fixed it. No way, but it's just fun that he's on the street being like, hey, like, you're fucking it up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I obviously. That. It's such a good energy. I New mean, Avi, or, Avi and I have like a dent in the front of our car. Yeah, like, from that? No, no, from uh, just like a hit and run, like when, when our car was parked, like we just like went out one day and there was like a huge dent. It's like I dropped something off and then... <laughs> no, actually, you know what happened is Andy borrowed our... Andy had like never borrowed our car before and he mm-hmm. borrowed it and he came back to drop the keys off and was like, hey, so have you guys always had that dent? And we were like, what <laughs> dent? <laughs> so like, assuming Andy didn't actually secretly do it. 
Probably it happened not. like the the night before he borrowed it, so it made him look super guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we have a huge dent in the front of our car that like neither of us want to pay to fix because we're irritated because it's like not our fault. Yeah. And so the number of people in New York, like guys covered in dirt, like who lean out of their their cars and say, "Hey, come down to my shop right there. I'll fix that for you in five minutes." Like That's so nice. many. I know so many, but but we we had someone else tell us that like it wouldn't be able to be popped out. Like when we got like an oil change or something, they said that we'd have to replace the part. So like I have never trusted any of those people who said that. People are just hustling. Right. Maybe, maybe they're maybe not. Fix it. <laughs> you go ahead, then they'll like be like, oh, actually, like I need to order a new bumper for you. Like it's gonna yeah, be a thousand dollars, whatever. I know, but I just like the energy. It's like it's like busy on Atlantic, and they're like leaning out. Being like, <laughs> sometimes I like the window up and the music on every time, and I'm always like, oh my god, is there something wrong? They like, make you turn it window. down. <laughs> yeah, I roll it in my window in a panic, and they're like screaming at me. <laughs> oh, it may, does. That's one thing I lo- love about New York, also. Well, you're allowed to interrupt anyone. Yeah. For any reason, and then they have a choice to entertain your interruption or not. But, like, more often than not, they will a little bit entertain it. And, like, you find yourself doing the same thing. Like, somebody comes up to you and starts talking, or at least I do, and you're just sitting there being like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what next? Like, you can, like, New York is, like, I feel like I've said this many times before, but it's, like, the only city I know of where, like, me and you could be standing, um, I guess in this day and age, inappropriately close having a conversation. And someone could literally come cut between us and then interrupt our conversation and ask us how to get somewhere. And we would immediately begin not speaking to one another and just telling them and like being like, oh, the simplest way is this, but the fastest way is this. And you should go this way. But like, are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, don't, you know, like, I don't know. Here, let's look it up on my phone. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always really honored when people ask me for directions, actually. But like every New Yorker is. For some reason, even when they're like, oh, this is so annoying. They're going to like explain to you exactly how to get to where you're trying to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's charming. That's the, that's the, I'm really excited for. Did I saw? I don't think I sent this to you, but I saw an article in the Atlantic yesterday that was like giving me a lot of hope about like the summer. <laughs> you keep Danny. talking about a hopeful summer. Danny, <laughs> you know what this said? It was like it was g- gathering together all these experts and they said spring is iffy. It's basically depends if you have the vaccine. Like if you have the vaccine, you can like hang out with your friends basically mm. inside. You can't obviously you can't go to like restaurants and stuff. It's still going to be kind of like shut down, but it'll be warmer. So you can hang out inside outside a little more, but summer they think will be, will be like summer. They think will be like revelatory. They think it will be like completely revelatory. Revelatory. Did you hear me, Danny? Yeah, I do. I'm not letting you sideline my hope. Okay, let's go to the next question. Back You've been really business. slow getting through these. Sorry, I've been talking a lot for some reason. No, you haven't. I like it, but... I couldn't sleep at all last night. All right, let's go. Okay, okay. How about... What are your thoughts... Oh, what are your thoughts on mid-20s virginity slash late-blooming romantically? Did you see would... my, this one? Yeah, I don't know if I saw your answer. It doesn't matter. I can't remember. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, you don't need my answer. How old were you? 15, I think. Or maybe I just turned 16. That's pretty young. It was fine. It was at pace. 
It's in it, hindsight though, isn't that so young? Like when you see a 16 year old now, isn't that like startling to you? Yeah, for sure. But then I'm like, you know, so it's good that you're like fucking like another 16 year old. <laughs> <laughs> like the only person that you should be having sex with is someone who is equally like naive. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's shocking. But then again, it's like some of my friends like lost their virginity. And I mean, I'm sure in, in somewhat traumatic fashion when they were like 12 or 13. It's so upsetting. It's way too young. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, also, it's generally women who lose their virginity much earlier because of likely guys who are creeps. Yeah, 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 totally. You know. I think I was 18, freshman in college. Legal. Just Legal. barely. With a boy named, I think, Thomas F***. I might have to bleep that. How was it? What's his address? Bad. What's of what? Of course. <laughs> his address. I don't um, think, you know what? He lived in, like, the in this, like, back... He lived with frat boys, but he wasn't in a frat. He just lived in, like, the back house, and his friends were in the frat. Like, that kind of energy. I had a situation like that, except that like I wasn't that friends... Guy? I was the back house guy, but I was barely friends with anybody in the frat. <laughs> I completely <laughs> tracks for me. It was so horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember... I remember just, like, yeah, just fully, like, get it over with, kind of. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in regards to, like, my thoughts on it are, like, I mean, everybody has the right to make their own decisions. So if it is a choice that they've made on purpose, you know, more power to them. It's probably worth examining what? if it's a choice because a lot of the time we make choices like that based on, like, the anxieties we're feeling. And then we rationalize those anxieties by being, like, well, actually, like, this is based on, like, an ethics system or, like, a sense of, like, saving myself or something. Yeah. I just feel like oftentimes it's probably not true. But it could be. But I in just both think more directions. Often, what do you mean? Like, or if I fully understood what you were saying. Things that are, you know, things that feel like a choice might not always be a, a real choice. Like, I think when I think about my decision to have sex when mm-hmm. I was 18 with this guy, for instance, like, I remember the week before my friend and I had been like embarrassed that we hadn't had sex at the age we were, which in hindsight is crazy. And so I feel like I didn't really go into this being like, like, you know, in a teen movie where I'm, like, setting out to lose my virginity. But I do think that I was, like, eager to, like, get that out of the way. And I remember, I just remember completely, like, disassociating during it. Like, like there was no pleasure involved at all. I was just basically, like, looking over in the corner. I can picture, like, the corner of the room, you know? So hot. <laughs> that sounds like when I did Salvia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, a, not a good... Uh, or just, I don't even think at the time, though, that that were was you, bad. I was you know going to say, I mean? were you disturbed by it? Or were you just no. like kind of relieved? Right. So I no, think but like, that's what I am in hindsight. And I feel like that ends up setting me up for like a relationship with sex that's like not non-participatory or like it doesn't need my participation necessarily. Yeah, but like the first time you just can't hold to those standards. Like maybe yeah, like... it's true. You're like your sexual relationships as they've progressed, like now you have a much more active role in them. You choose like your sexual being, I guess. But like, I guess what I was going to say is like, you know, like with regards to like peer pressure, or it's like I remember, so I had sex for the first time. I was so sick. I was like, (laughs) this. (laughs) 
disgustingly ill. Like, had, like, the flu. Ew. A, a headache. Couldn't breathe. And my that girlfriend was the was, first time you fucked. Yeah. And my girlfriend, like, who had had sex before with, like, other people, uh, was just, like, you know, we've been together. Like, I want to do it. Let's do it. And I was, like, okay. And then I got so sick. And then she came over anyway and was, like, we're going to do this. And I was, like, sure, <gasps> let's go. Partially for the same reason that I was, like, let's just fucking do it. I want to do it. Let's see what yeah. it is. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. it. I'm ready. And then, like, the week after that in class, some, like, douchebag was like, man, have you even fucked or, like, some shit like that? And I was like, yup. <laughs> I felt so great. <laughs> Probably, like, the coolest guy on campus. So I was like, oh, thank God. Because I can't really get away with direct question lies. I'm terrible at lying in that manner. And so, like, my eyes would betray me if, if it hadn't been true. So luckily I, you know, was able to show my credentials through my body language and tone of voice. Um, but, but what I was going to say is that I think, like, like peer pressure is peer pressure is a natural force in society. Like, it's an elemental force of human society. So it's bad when it's weaponized, like any powerful force can be bad but like it's just a natural thing you know what i mean like mm -hmm. sex is like driven by the pressure of one's peers sexually advancing and then you also are in that motion of advancement and maturing you know what i mean so it's like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. necessarily a bad thing i think what's bad is to like really like dwell on it seems very like a hold a childish holdover to dwell on your first time as the most important sexual experience of your life because it literally is the opposite do of people that. really do that well i think i think especially someone if they're you know are in like say they're like mid or late 20s and they but haven't I, I had sex someone... and they probably are like thinking about it very in very extreme terms because it's still like a country they haven't bridged Okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I almost feel like it's only a big deal. Be yeah, I think we're probably saying the same thing, but just coming at it from different ways. It's like it's only a big deal because we say it is or that like virginity even means something, which it does. And it just like, you know, you're not a virgin for anything before you try it. Like that's just is placing too much emphasis on it. So I think but I would say that somebody who hasn't had sex in their who's in their mid or late 20s. At this point, I bet they want to. I mean, there might be some people who are still saving themselves, but I would bet some people just haven't been in the situation yet. You know, they feel like a late bloomer. They haven't like met the met somebody that they wanted to have sex with, and they yeah. feel like that's wrong or bad. And I don't think that like it's necessarily their pathology that they haven't had sex. They might just feel embarrassed that like the situation hasn't come up. For sure. In which case, I don't think they should feel ashamed. Of course. But but what I'm saying, I guess, or just to clarify something. Yeah. What I'm saying, I think that you're right that it's like, I guess, to a certain degree, society still puts like an emphasis on virginity, I guess. Yeah. But I would say that like, it is a big deal in, in regards to like growing out of childhood. It is a is significant, it? it is a significant boundary that you cross. And, and I don't and think it was for me. It didn't significantly change your life to become sexual. But becoming sexual isn't, I, that wasn't a becoming sexual experience for me. 
like like I said, I wasn't. It was like intercourse checking a wasn't box. significant to you. No, because I didn't feel anything. I obviously didn't come. I didn't care yeah. about the guy. Neither did I. Full disclosure. <laughs> the first time for you. So sick, yeah. <laughs> I just. But the next day, to... you were like, "Yeah, I fucked." <laughs> no, the next day I was like, "Let's try again," or maybe okay. like a few days. Still. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would say if I look back at like experiences that felt like a sort of passage to adulthood, like that mm. wouldn't be on my list. It's funny. I think, I guess what I'm saying is that like, I'm not, I guess I'm not saying that it's necessarily formative, but what I'm saying is that as, as you grow, you constantly come to like bridges that you cross that scare you to cross. And I think that sex is one of those bridges mm-hmm. that like, because it is so much something that you either have or have not done or have or have not experienced, it is a scary bridge to walk across. Yeah. Even sure. even when you do it and you're like, that was no big deal, or even when, but it's like the th- the thought of it is big. It's almost and, bigger. Yeah. Than it, it feels big, and then you walk across it and you're like, well, that was fine. I just like sneezed and then said I had to stop and went to sleep. <laughs> Please don't regret, refer to coming as sneezing. I am not. I'm talking about. I literally was like sneezing, <laughs> and then I thought you, I thought that was that's, a euphemism. It's nasty. <laughs> My dirty little mind. Uh huh. No, I mean I think it's it's a it makes sense as an analogy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. There's like, don't put it on a pedestal, it's fine. And the other one's like, um, I mean, the way that I answered, I think, was that like, there are so many other ways to like come alive sexually. You can like do things by yourself. You can also just like learn about sex. I think that like a lot of teenagers have really bad sex for like years and years. And you're not really starting on the back foot necessarily. Like, you don't have to go through all those bad years if you're like 28. And just started, like, I think you you can sort of jump right in if you've, like, well, you, done your homework or whatever. Also, if you can find someone who's willing to, like, spend the time with you to do it, like, it just other people will be much more experienced. When you're both 16, you're both idiots, you know? Yeah, that's true. But I think that somebody can get, yeah, I mean, I feel like somebody can like get a, up to speed pretty fast. If they've, like, if they've been, like, watching porn and, like, jerking off and, like, whatever, learning about their bodies. That's bad advice. <laughs> you think so? Oh, wait, that's not so porn. funny. Not, okay, that's a really good point. Not porn, not most porn. But I feel uh, like there's, there are, like, there's so many resources now, like, YouTubers who talk about sex and, like, there's so many resources now that you can you can be much more informed going into a sexual experience than I was. Sure, you I don't think have that's to feel true. like a teenager. Like I don't think you're going to have to like make up six years. But I guess what I, I guess all I'm saying is that also like if you can find someone who you actually like and who likes you, and you want to do this, and you're beginning, you know, what some would call like at the late side of like the window of normalcy if you can relax enough to let them just like guide you a little bit. I don't know, dude. I wouldn't, if I were like 28 having sex for the first time, I would not want some like gentle boyfriend to guide me. I would probably just I'm want to like go. I'm not talking about gentle boyfriend. I'm talking <laughs> about like, just like follow their lead. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't even think, but I don't think you have to tell somebody like, just, just 
there are so many people who are still bad at sex in their 20s, like, and even in their 30s. Like, I'm in my 30s. Fuck somebody, get drunk and fuck somebody. They won't even notice. You'll For be, sure. you'll just move on with your life. Do it again. Like, then actually, like, this somebody, is, like, you'll be fine. This is absolutely like the advice from, I think, and I feel like everybody feels this way, but like the advice is like, your first time is not important except to you. Right. It it literally does not matter except in your own idea of yourself and your development. It right. likely will not be very enjoyable. That doesn't matter. <laughs> no. I mean, as, just, I mean, of course you want to like feel if, safe and stuff, but if you if you want to do it, yeah, like don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. But if you want to do it, just go do it. Yeah. You and can just do, go it. do it. Like people have bad sex all the time, even who are people who are experienced with sex. So like, I don't really feel like you need. I feel like there probably is this idea that like. You just become a rock star if you've been fucking for six years, but I feel like no, some you people get, like you get lazy. Yeah, like people have awakenings when they're like forty for a reason. Like that's can't pretty wait. Common. <laughs> You're ready for your sexual awakening? Of course. Yeah. What are some fashion trends you've been into that, in hindsight, were embarrassing? I was laughing about this one. I think, you know, in college, Mary took it upon herself to make me over. Uh-huh. And so I fell victim because I think like I had a um and still kind of have like a really like innately naive and like childish idea of like my clothes and appearance. Why? Why childish? Like it's just like I'll just like see something and be like, ooh, like I like this. And then I'll wear it every day. <laughs> you know? Like it's like 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 a kid, like it's like oh, uh, Chris wore sweatpants again to school. You know that's and they're the same ones. They're getting dirty. Where's your Batman costume for like two weeks straight? Yeah, like if I'm like this is sick. Like I love. Th- but I would like to say for those listening before we go on that I feel like your sense of style to me. Actually, did you read my answer to this one? It's probably it's a little long, so you probably I did. I read it because I was interested. I liked it. Okay. I like the question too. She really like unveils her own. Failing. I know. Some of which I was like, I like those styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think the, also the reason I kind of went on this one is because I've gotten a few, I've gotten like enough DMs at this point where people act like I've just like clearly I'm just so innately stylish and like things like this that make me feel so uncomfortable because it feels so untrue to me. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, such a such a lie I've been conveying. If that's actually what you're picking up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the reason, but the reason I I thought this one's interesting is because I think you are somebody, and correct me if I'm wrong, who almost does seem pretty effortless, like in the real sense of the word. And I think I always, I think I probably described you this way in another podcast when we told the Fashion Week story because I remember feeling like you literally had come from work, like you looked really <laughs> dirty and disgusting, but like I everyone thought everyone thought you looked really cool. And I feel like you were kind of a rare person in my life who does look pretty cool like kind of by accident do you feel like that's on the other side do you have like this secret world where you actually are trying harder than people think i mean there's a lot of of clothes in my house that i purchased in a fugue state and then like tried on at home and was like this shirt goes to your ankles like why would you ever (laughs) buy anything this big I have like a real like dysmorphia, like a size dysmorphia when it comes to clothes I purchase. That's so interesting. Yeah, you're, and I've, but you're and a I've, twig-like character. I've always, yeah, and I've always had it. 
Um, and in fact, it's, it's, uh, you know, I've curtailed it somewhat from when I was younger. You do um, tend to wear like baggier clothes though. Mm-hmm. But that's also because generally like, I don't really buy new clothes so often. So, you know, it's difficult to find. Yeah. Things. I mean, I feel like you pretty much only wear thrifted things or things that your friends gave you. For I mean, I'm wearing Andy's pants currently. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? They're great. I don't know. Just some jeans. Let me see. Well, it's not really a flattering view. Anyway, <laughs> they're black, nice. Black they're, yeah, and they're like brand new. It's so great. Um, Classic Andy. Mm-hmm. Like when he just gives me $6 because he doesn't want to have the cash in his pocket. That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> That's the kind of gift I'm looking for. <laughs> That's a classic Andy gift, though. Just a little fresh cash. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't. this is what I was going to say. So, like, my style in high school was could only be described as like looking back as insane (laughs) wait give me like a classic outfit i kind of can't even describe this one pair of pants that i owned that was like that i for some reason was like these are sick like i love these (laughs) wait what were they i was like these fit so good they look so good this is what i mean it's like a kind of like a kid's sense of of like ownership or like wanting something where it's like oh yeah like this hat with like propeller on the top like I'm gonna wear this you know like every day like these pants were like they were they were pretty wide jeans which was like you know the style of the time (laughs) um I mean not exactly but it was still within the realm and then and they were less wide than some other jeans I owned so I felt like they were like pretty slick you know yeah um and then they had I honestly don't even know what this feature was, but it was like they had inside, like raised seam. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Kind of like the motocross, like stitching on the outside, like stripes or something. Well, they had raised seam, like um, evenly sized and slightly different colored denim squares all up and down. This just the side or the whole pants? Every part of the pants. Bright colors or like muted? No, it was just, and then it was like the denim wash. So the squares would be like different colors in the denim. And then like the seams would be kind of different colors of denim, all denim, dark <laughs> denim colors. Like, so it was like checked? Yeah, but like monochrome denim raised checkers. And were they long? Were they like sitting on your, like piled on your shoe? The jeans? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, probably a bit. And then I had like these, I didn't even think about my shoes. It's amazing that I had a social life. Or that you had sex at 16. Yeah. Like my shoes were just slip-ons that I had bought at REI. I guess they were like proto, what are they called? Blunderbergs or Brundebergs? Birkenstock? No, like those like slip-on boots that they sell with a little tag at the back. Oh, oh, oh. Um, not the, like the Australian ones. The Australian ones is what I'm talking about. They were oh. like proto those, but those were like in number one, they were much uglier than those. And then number two, those were in no way near being cool or good looking <laughs> at that era. Wait, I'm trying to remember what those are called. It doesn't matter. I would wear the craziest beanies. Okay, 
Yeah, but you have a, st- a sense of style, it seems like. Whether it I just like bad, I think but... I think in high school though, what I'm saying is like it wasn't like there were any trends that I'm embarrassed I adhered to. <laughs> okay. It was like I don't know what I was doing. So you started dating Mary. Well, no, this was before we dated. This was just when we were friends, and she was like, "If you let me, like, make you over." Like, you'd be a god. You know, like, kind of, like, started, like, really getting into my head like that. And she she always says how annoying I was when she straightened my hair once, and I thought I just looked, like, so cool. Oh, my God. Wait, that was a thing. Yeah, Andy was walking Andy around with straight hair. Andy straightened his hair, yeah. And oh, I, my God, honestly, which is so funny in hindsight, because, like, he has such cute little curls. Totally. I looked exactly like Andy with straight hair. Awful. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the super flat iron hair was just is just the wave, so to speak. It is, and it is. so, but you know, and then like, so she started like, she was like, "We'll go shopping together. I'll get you all dressed up," and like, so we went. She bought me like, or bought me. She uh, styled me with like the most hideous like burgundy like burgundy suede skate shoes and like very. Blundstone. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, blend zone. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. What was like, the outfit she put you in? Gray skinny jeans. Oh, the these like jeans. bright burgundy or like maroon skate shoes, all suede. <laughs> and then and they were so expensive. It's like the most money I've ever spent. I can't remember what shirt. Oh, you, you bought know. it all. She had me in a t-shirt. Well, I was like, you know, I had made the agreement. I was like, let's go. I was maybe a freshman in college feeling like, you know, open to trying new things. Yeah. But then like, but then that became like my look for a while. And I'd say like, looking back, that's a little embarrassing, I guess. I mean, when you say that you're like a kid who gets obsessed with something, I don't feel like that's that unusual. Like, I feel like that about things that I get too. Yeah. But I'm saying like, that's what directs, like at this point you're saying like, Oh, it seems effortless, which is nice of you to say, but it's like, it, really, it's just like, um, what's the word? Like neurotic. But do you ever like change outfits a bunch before you leave? Cause you don't, you want to find the right one. Yeah. But that's because like, I'll be like, your head looks so small or like something <laughs> like that. I'll be like, it's like about my body. Like it's usually not about my clothes. Like I'll put on clothes that I wear every day and I'll be like, well, you look insane, you know? And it's like, well, you wore that outfit yesterday. You looked completely normal. So what happened? What's the difference? Yeah, I feel like that too, though, with clothes. It's like one day it looks good and the next day it just looks bad. I don't know what it is. It's mood-based. Well, it's also like my body is not very big and my head is humongous. So the fact that I have like a thought in my head when I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, your head is tiny. It's like, I, I know for a fact it's not. But you Something. see your head. Do you actually see yourself as, like, bigger? No, I'm, like, tiny head. That's the only thought that I have. I'm, like, pencil head. But it's, like, <laughs> if I try on Andy's sunglasses, I'll stretch them out. My head's so wide. It's like a basketball. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like your head. I mean, you just seem like it's all, like, in proportion, I guess. That's nice to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely so I think you. I have dysmorphia, too. Like, yeah, I feel like I have... You know, this is actually kind of embarrassing. Mm. I'm always telling such embarrassing anecdotes on this podcast. But the other day I was on Twitter and like this person. So have you heard that like people with a certain BMI can get vaccinated now? 
If you're basically, if you're low or high. Yeah. If you're like obese, if you're like obese, according, obese, according to BMI, which, you know, is like a sort of an iffy and like outdated calculator, but. Okay. I haven't looked into it. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of people on Twitter, like talking about being able to get vaccinated because they're fat or something like that. Mm -hmm. And somebody in the comments was like, it's so ridiculous. Like I'm this height and this weight and my body fat percentage is this. And in some places they say you can get vaccinated if your body fat percentage is, her body fat percentage was 18%. And apparently in some States you can get the vaccine if it's 20%. And her point point was to be like, I'm so thin. And they're, they're saying that I could be getting my vaccine. Like these, these are really outdated tools or something like that. Right. But it totally was weird. Like she just wanted to, she even posted a picture of herself. Like she wanted to say her height and weight. Of course. And which I found, she was such an annoying person. Like, I didn't even know why she was there. I was like, yeah, like 36, 28. Anyway, but it was my exact height and weight. <laughs> <laughs> so I got really curious. I was like, what does this person look like? Is it like, is this like, you know, you don't really know people's heights and weights. So like, and I feel like sometimes my just, I think like, whatever, everybody has probably some version of like body dysmorphia. Like you just don't really... I don't like, I don't think I could put, pick my body in a lineup really. Like I don't have a strong sense. And so I looked at her to see, to be like, Oh, is that what I look like? You saw her picture. Did yeah, it look I saw like her you? Picture. And I didn't after, after like two minutes, I was like, what am I doing? I don't know. Like, I don't know who this person is. I can't even see her body. Like, but that's like the sickness in, in your head. Sometimes it's like, it's so funny that it was it's exactly just sort of like, what do I, like, what do I look like? Like, Danny, if I said, like, hey, that guy looks exactly like you, like, his proportions are exactly like you, would you be curious to take a look? Of course. That's <laughs> why if it, if it was someone with exactly my height and weight, I'd be, like, immediate, like, friend with Chris. Like, GM. <laughs> okay, like, so you understand. Like, I'm also six feet and weigh 100. And- <laughs> yeah, dude, I felt like that. I was like, wait. Because I feel like everyone, I mean, I've had this with friends, too, where they're like, that's what, is that, that person looks like me right or like that's what my body looks like like people who are they have an insecurity about something and the I mean, person usually looks completely different from them and i'm like what oh they are saying it about themselves yeah like have you ever had a friend say that to you no but i also i feel like that's a comment that women might make to one another as opposed to but obvious said things like that to me really yeah he'll be like that's what Was, I look like, isn't is it? Is he kidding? Because I make that joke sometimes when, like, somebody looks really ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, he's... Like, he's it's, like, of... usually I make it when I see people jogging, and, like, some people have the craziest jogging styles, and I'm like, that's what I look like jogging. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> no, that's I what know. I look like running. I don't know. If, I think it's kind of, like, half joking, half serious, but I think in the some an- part he, do- he does want me to say, like, no. The answer is absolutely not, though, right? Yeah, it's always it's abs. It's, I mean, I don't want to be mean to the people that we were talking about, but it's 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 the, the dysmorphia people have about their own faces and bodies and stuff is. But which is which is better? Like to because also when people are like, "Oh my god, you look so much like a friend of mine," and then you're like, "Oh okay," like this happened. Immediately, you're like, "Are they hot?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. This happened to me and Max. years ago and we were at a bar and this girl's like oh my god to max like you look so much like a friend of mine i wish we had had her text us the picture as opposed to show what the person look like just horrible (laughs) 
Hey, Max was, is so handsome. He's gorgeous. It was so funny. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it was, I was so glad it happened at the time. Wait, you know what this reminds me of? This is kind of like an annoying anecdote, but I had a lot, I have like a lot of people who have drawn me. Like there mm-hmm. was not anymore recently, but like there was a period when I was on Manor Power More where like, not necessarily because they were a fan, but there's some artists who like, they see a picture and they're like, I'm going to draw this today. And they like challenge themselves to draw it every day. Sure, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of like little in my tag photos, like drawn photos of me. And like, I should look, I guess. They're, some of them are like not very generous. <laughs> <laughs> now, how's that for trying to decipher if that's how you really look? No way. It's a representation of you. <laughs> yeah, but like. But people are different. And like when people tell me that, like, or if people are like, oh, like you look exactly like. Like, oh, we went with Andy. We went to a bar recently. We were sitting outside. And then we were having drinks and talking, having a nice time. And then I had to go in to use the bathroom. So I go in. I go downstairs. I use the bathroom. Come back out, uh, like, up the stairs. And something falls, like a napkin falls or something. And I bend to pick it up. And then I continue up the stairs. And the manager, like, managing that shift comes over to me. And she's like, oh, hey, like, do you mind... um, going in the back and like checking on and I was like um yeah like I was kind of drunk so I was like yeah for sure like I can and then she was like oh like you're not westy or something you know and I was like what the fuck like yeah I'm just like outside you want me to go look you know and she's like no never mind so but then I went outside and then there was this guy everybody's like you look exactly like this guy you look exactly like this guy all the waitresses are like I thought you were westy and like finally the guy comes out granted we're wearing masks and I guess our eyebrows maybe were a little similar I'm looking at this guy I'm like we don't look anything alike were you like like, offended or no I mean he was a nice looking guy was fine you know it's more just funny but it's like Apparently, to other people, we looked so alike that I was being asked to complete tasks on the job <laughs> for him by his manager. It's so crazy. We really don't understand how we're perceived. I know. I can't. It's one of the I plights mean, of existence. Somehow, we both were just signifying in the same way. Some kind of energy, aura. Something like that. Okay, let's go on. We already did hot dog a sandwich. Is it normal to wipe the water off of your body after you shower before you towel off? With your hands? Yeah, like this. <laughs> I mean, I don't do that, but I wouldn't say that seems like a good idea. Maybe you should give it a try. I'll give it a shot. I have my own... My Showering for me is very much like a ritual. So there's really one way to do it. What is it? Like, it's like I... Wash my chest, then my left arm, then my right arm, then my right leg. I mean, maybe then my balls, then my right leg. The critical triangle. Then I wash my left leg a little better than I washed my right leg because it's oh. washed second. Oh. And then up the back. <laughs> up the back. <laughs> Whoop. Exactly. You're reaching between your legs and going up the back, right? <laughs> yeah, I do a somersault in the shower. Wait, then, why are you... Wait, I need you to back up. Why are you washing the left leg more than the right leg? Because it has to wait to be washed. So it's accumulated a lot more grime and dirt in that time? No, it's like to calm it. To like say like, I'm washing the right leg now, but you will be, you know, compensated. With more time. attention for your time. Yeah, for waiting. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. That's actually really thoughtful 
Oh, well, sure. I don't want to slip and fall or something. Have it retaliate. Do you shampoo and condition? Where does that go in the order? That's the last step. I go from I go from uh, nearly the top down to the feet, back up the back, then shampoo, and then condition. Can I can I suggest an edit? Sure, but I'm not sure. And then drying is also its own system. <laughs> well, I think so. You should be leaving. I think what most people do because conditioner is supposed to sit on your hair is, is you sh- shampoo, shampoo first. Yeah. Then you put the conditioner in, and while the conditioner sits, you do the body. Then I you let rinse it the body, then you rinse the conditioner. I let it sit too. Okay, so uh, that's just free, free time. That's just the time, yeah. Just play time, chill, <laughs> sit, look out the window. Done. Yeah, do whatever. You have a shower window? Of course. That's so nice. Oh, you guys don't. No, I really. I mean, won't. your your bathroom, I would say, is a hundred times nicer than mine, but the window is nice. Wait, what? Uh, My bathroom is so, like, small and boring. Yeah, but it's, like, new and clean. Mine is, like... Kind of. Old, and, like, the tiles on the ground are outdoor patio tiles, so they're just, like, so (laughs) grimy. I feel like mine is the kind of, like, it's not actually nice, but it was, like, recently done, redone. With, like, cheap things, so it's... Yeah, but still, it it was just, like, done... This was done cheaply 15 years ago. Okay, wait, what's your drying off technique? It's just the uh, like the same as the washing, but then I dry the left leg first. And then I dry the right leg, not better. Oh, interesting. Why not? Better. I don't know. So the right leg is less demanding emotionally okay. than the left leg. Makes sense. I think it seems completely normal to wipe the water off your body after a shower. Yeah, I mean, I support whatever people want to do, but it's not something that I partake in personally. Okay, I'm going to ask one more of these questions. Actually, two more before I move on to a few bonus ones. All right, I know this has been really long. The, the weather has me feeling chatty. Me too, it's so sunny, although I'm getting really hot. I'm like it's really sweaty. hot, steamy. I'm so excited for us to do like podcasts in person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a human being has donated their life to the culinary arts. Okay. And they what? lived a life of perfect health. To be eaten? Oh, I'll listen. Yeah. And then they're, after they, their natural death, their body was prepared by a Michelin star chef. Special mm-hmm. for you. Would you try it? Um, but what's the occasion? <laughs> it's just a regular day. Well, I like got home from work <laughs> and Kiki says, surprise. <laughs> no, no, it's a big occasion. It's a moment, in fact. Am I like um, in a position of power? Wait, it's so funny you're going in this direction because that was my feeling too. Is like I don't have a desire. I don't think I would have a curiosity to try it. But if it made me look good or cool in some way to try it, then I would. If I were in a position of power, I would do it for sure. Why? Why does power change it for you? Because eating a person is like a huge taboo and therefore enti- like so socially powerful. <laughs> like my influence would. Skyrocket? Skyrocket, yeah. Okay, and what if you were just you? Oh, what if it was just like for the gram? I'd do it. (laughs) Okay, so there's no situation in which you wouldn't. If it were just me, like after work, I get home, I'm like, yeah, I got pasta in the fridge. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, there's a Michelin star chef here. And they're serving up human meat. I'd probably be like, why are you here? 
then you'd go ahead and eat it? I don't know. Maybe. I think I'm so much more likely to to um, eat, eat someone if it's like no need to prepare it very well. We're just in like desperate straits. And... <laughs> so you'd prefer like a Donner party scenario? For sure. Then I'd have no, you know, I mean, I'd feel it would be difficult, but I would do it. Doesn't seem like it'd be that difficult. I've always thought about, there was one girl, we used to talk about who we would eat in college, and there was one girl who I thought would be the best to eat. Luckily, I can't remember her name, but she was related <laughs> to, yeah, she was related to like many like famous people from the past. She was quite large, very healthy, and I think she spoke German, and I've always kind of had the superstition or suspicion that um, the eating of human flesh will imbue uh, certain talents. <laughs> of, okay, so you're a full, you're just fully down for the. Well, there was that story about that guy on Craigslist who met that other guy and then and and ate <gasps> him. And in the testimony, like in the court case, he speaks like perfect English, but he claims he did not speak English <laughs> until consuming the flesh of this man who did speak English. And I, I don't I'm gonna know. need you to send me the the court scripts, please. Okay, I will. Okay, last question before we go to the bonus round. Do cats have arms or just legs? They have arms. <gasps> they have arms because they use their their little hands to do different things than they use you know their what? legs for. You're right. They're like That's little raccoons. They walk, they walk on their hands, though. They walk on their hands, but then, like, they'll, like, sit back and, like, fuck around and, like, they <laughs> Wait, do. So, so dude, let me just stress test this a little bit. Go ahead. If I were to say how many cats does a, or sorry, how many legs does a cat have, you would say two? <laughs> <laughs> I would say four limbs, two legs, yeah. You would specify? No, I don't I'm think just, so. I don't think maybe I guess off the top I'd say four, but then examining <laughs> it, I'd be like actually two. This is the same as sandwich. It's like, is it a technicality or? I think I always wonder if my cat minds when I pet it with my foot. Like if I like if it's if it's sleeping over there, right, and right, then right, right. I like just kind of like reach out and like just want to touch <laughs> it. And then I'm like rubbing it kind of clumsily with my big toe. And I'm like, does it know that like a human would find this more disrespectful than if I like were rubbing their back with my hand? Dude, Danny, I think about that all the time. I always then, wonder if he knows the difference. I'm kind of like, even, I'm, I'm, what I think is I'm like, this cat definitely knows the difference between my arms and legs, but I doubt that she has any sense of disrespect, you know, based in society. In this household, but also, do they know the difference? Like, you know, cats, you know, well, maybe this counts full circle because cats supposedly think that we are cats. I've heard that theory so many times. Like, what the fuck is the proof for that theory? No, they don't. <laughs> you know what? People just believe what they want to believe, okay? They just interact with us. They interact with us socially in the way they would with other cats because we're... That's actually not true because they're kind of weird around other cats. Yeah. They act differently around cats than humans, actually. But we're their team, though. Like, cats also have little troops. That's true. By the way, I've been looking up, like, how cats communicate, and it's, like, totally changed my relationship with Bug. What about blinking? I didn't understand all the things they did. Like, I used to think he was just weird, but now I'm, like, realizing that these were all forms of communication. 
He's really communicative. Blinking, yeah, I mean, blinking is one of them. Like, when, you know how people always talk about cats, like, glaring about, at them across the room? Like, we ascribe all these, like, human mm-hmm. traits. But, like, them slowly blinking their eyes like that is a sign of affection. It's called a slow blink. Or, like, when they sit next to you, but they face directly away from you, and you're just like, ha, 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 look at him just, like, putting his butt in my face. Like, so weird. But that's, well, then, like... Then they bite you when you pet them, even though they came and sat right next to you. <laughs> no, Bug doesn't bite. I know he doesn't. But that's a sign of trust because, like, they typically never have They're anything bad. behind them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, apparently, like, you're supposed to meow back at them when they meow at you. Like, I they do it all the time. I wish I didn't. <laughs> I hate, I I hate meowing. Give me your, give me your be- best meow, please. Hold on. <laughs> that wasn't great. Does that sound just fine? <laughs> Yeah, that's my cat. Oh my god. Was that good? <laughs> Haley, you pressed like a plug-in button or something. That sounded like you pressed a button. <laughs> like you played an MP4 or something. Practice makes perfect, you know. Okay, I'm going to go do our bonus round. Okay, ready? All right, let's go. Okay, these are... I haven't answered these either, so we're going to have to come to some agreements or disagreements. What conspiracy theory do you believe a little bit? What's, I mean, I'm sure I won't be able to answer this question because if I believe it, I'm going to be like, yeah, but that's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, what, that, that, what's like, the thing you believe that others might consider a conspiracy theory? I don't know if we went to the moon, though I know we're on Mars. <laughs> uh, I, watched a, I watched a compelling documentary at a formative age that was just like, why are all these pictures of people on the moon you know how when like in old photographs there's that little like crosshairs in the middle uh-huh kind of i don't know whatever a lot of the images were like above the crosshair should be imposed on the image and a lot of the images they were showing the crosshair Maybe. was behind something and as like a 10 year old i was like that is crazy <laughs> and so now to this day i'm just like he's shrugging to those listeners there was there was a lot I think we've been to the moon now, but in the space race, there was a lot of motivated people with a lot of reason. I think there would be too much to lose with faking it. Like, can you yeah, imagine? So much if, to gain. Yeah, but like way more to lose. Faking it is such a crazy choice. Uh, we've done some crazy things. Yeah, I mean, I do believe that we've done some crazy things. Okay. <laughs> this one I didn't have an answer for, but I thought it was a funny question. Do you ever compulsively fixate on random yet very specific things during sex? Mm. I don't feel like I do. Not anything specific. Every now and then I've tried the method that like, I'm sure I like learn from TV when you're like about to come and you're like, think of, think of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But like, it just never works. And it's always just like, I feel like it's just detrimental to like your sexual pathology of like introducing random images that have <laughs> no place being there. You know, Wait, what did you say? I you're you. just like, you're like baseball, like, uh, <laughs> you know, and then you're like little league. And then you're like, no, like, what am I thinking about? I've actually had that, like the sort of like, don't think of an elephant kind of stuff. Yeah, But it just- doesn't right. But it doesn't work. Like I'm still like, I'm about to come. And now I've just got fucking little league. <laughs> is what you know what here's a related question is 
a friend of mine donated sperm to a lesbian couple to mm -hmm. like have a baby and whatever and you know yeah. which in the end they were successful it's great um and it's going great but it took them quite a long time whatever okay he donated sperm and i was like you know you have to like jerk off into a cup but normally when you jerk off like nothing is at stake but like <laughs> now you're jerking off with the very clear intention of like making a life you know like you like hey, do you jerk off differently in that situation does it change what you think about yeah like are you gonna be like, <laughs> like you try to picture like a beautiful love scene instead of like something <laughs> raunchy <laughs> totally yeah, yeah yeah be like now we're like in the in the closet at the bus station and we just can't keep our you know i, I don't know what like or like you think of like a martin luther king speech or something you know like you want to like think of something good but that's worse to like come to that maybe <laughs> or maybe not i was just curious about it i was like does this affect and? what you he was like really the only thing that affects what i jerk off to is that the couple like had supplied him with like porno tapes at the to like use at like the clinic or maybe at their like place they had picked them they're yeah, like please they were, use these and they were all like i think they were like here for your convenience and they were all just like really old like 80s like <laughs> extremely hairy women like a hey no bush is back danny bush is back that's fine but not in porn i was gonna say not in porn and also like not in full effect as it was like at, at some point in the like late 70s early 80s for sure <laughs> yeah that's yeah i feel like i definitely will punish myself sometimes and like just think of something that i know i don't want to think about it's so much like the other night when i was trying to fall asleep i knock on every wood don't have trouble falling asleep like i'm a pretty good sleeper i've been horrible recently i was up till five last night dude that's reading avi's really bad too avi woke up at 5 30 so you guys were like almost could have just like, i could have called yeah Wait, okay. Um, now, this isn't interesting, but I just remember thinking, like, as I turned off my light to turn over to go to sleep, being like, wouldn't it be stupid if I thought about how hard and weird it is to fall asleep? Like, what if I thought about how, like, just, you know, just, the, the, you know, you're not supposed to think about it because falling asleep is like a weird experience. Horrible, yeah. And you think about how weird it is, like, obviously you're not going to. So it's just like that. It's like I punish myself with things I know I don't want to think about. And I did have you, done that. A few did times. you fuck yourself up? Bless you. Yeah, I couldn't sleep for like two hours. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's pretty good. Anyway, it's really impossible to not think of something you don't want to think about. I guess, um, yeah, my answer though is not really. To that yeah, question. me neither, me neither. That's good. Good for us. Um, This I already know the answer to. Do you talk to yourself regularly? I know that constantly. you do. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you constantly talk to yourself. Literally Sometimes constantly. You talk to yourself when you're around people. When I if I'm if I'm working, usually I don't really talk to myself that much when I'm around other people. But if I'm working in someone's space and they're around, I have to do like a disclaimer where I'm like, if you hear me speaking like quieter than how I'm speaking now, I'm talking to myself and do not respond. <laughs> I've definitely personally experienced that. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> fine. Yeah. I like when you mumble to yourself. I feel like Just it's one of your quirks. Running dialogue. Also, well, the weirdest part is that I refer to myself in the plural first person. So it's like, <laughs> what did we do with this? <laughs> you know what? That's Maybe that's healthy. I read somewhere recently that sometimes it can be healthy to talk to yourself in second person to sort of separate yourself from something that you've done. I am self -parenting. divided. 
so to speak. Okay, I'm trying to pick, I wanna do one more because I feel like there's not that much I wanna cut and we're already like way over time, but mm. um, peeing in the shower, yes or no? Absolute yes. <laughs> what if your drain is clogged so like the, the water's sort of like going up around your feet? Disappointing, but. Still gonna pee? It's gonna be, there's a bunch of soap in there too. But do you wash your feet? Yes, I told you. The left one, slightly better. Wow, your left leg must just be squeaky clean. Well, or the right leg is real dirty. Um, yeah, I just don't think, well, sometimes when, sometimes you're in the shower, you, like, didn't have to pee, but then there's the presence of so much water. <laughs> Hypnotizing you? Yeah, it kind of, like, it brings it forth and invokes you to make water. I'm not going to get out of the shower soaking wet, get my towel all wet, get my floor all wet, just to pee in, like, this, the designated area. The shower is a drain. It's, it's a pee. big toilet. <laughs> I, be, I it, Totally. Or, like, would you poop it, in the shower, though? I, I would prefer not to poop in the shower. <laughs> I would. That was basically rhetorical, Danny. <laughs> yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is that, like, you know, in in regards to would you poop in the shower, the answer is no, but I would shower if I got poop on myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, poop would go in the shower. <laughs> in that circumstance, yes. Right. You're right. I guess I'm just saying, like, I don't, is it that people are like, I don't want pee to get on my own feet? Is that the problem? With peeing you know in the what? shower? I don't really know. I think maybe, maybe. I think that they, they imagine that there's pee splatter all over the tub or something that like stays there that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Probably true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I try to pee before, mm-hmm. but it, but I think I'm the same as you were. If I, if I gotta go. If it's coming, it's coming. Unless, unless my, our drain, cause our drain kind of sucks and it does back up sometimes. And then I don't really, I don't pee in the soup if there's a soup. I can't I mean, do it. I would, uh, yeah, I would rather not. I got to take our drain off and look inside. It started backing up a little bit. We really have to do that like every few months. I, I did it in my, in the bathroom sink. And I had been pouring, I think I had probably poured like four gallons of Drano down the sink, which I feel bad about. It's so bad for the environment. Oh my God, me like, too. The sink has a horrible clogged drain. So bad. Finally, I took out the little middle piece and I pulled out. What for a long time I was convinced was a dead reptile. <laughs> <laughs> but Kiki, you know, through mostly through logic, convinced me that it was just like a film Detritus. of like toothpaste and like hair that had been like, anyway. No, that we had the same thing where like we were doing Drano and then we realized that we needed to like just like open it up and there was actually just like stuff. That, that, it's so... Incredible. And by the way, to everyone who's going to tell me to get one of those drain things, it doesn't fit in ours. What drain thing? Like a little. Those, actually, you can have it. Maybe it'll fit in yours. It's like a. In my sink. In my. No, it's for sink? the. It's for the. It's for the tub. Oh, I have one of those. Okay. Yeah. Well, never great. fucking mind. Okay, okay, last. Okay, let's go to the very last one. Do you think farts are funny or embarrassing? Oh, I was reading. Wasn't there like a sample question about this too? Oh, hey, yeah, I didn't use that one but somebody was talking about yeah actually we could bring the audience into this one somebody was asking me if they 
if it's okay to fart in public, if it gives you a stomachache to leave it to, to um, hold it in. You have no choice. At a certain <laughs> point, you have no choice. Sometimes they are very embarrassing. Usually they're funny. If you're with uh, trusted partners, they're funny. If you're yeah. on the subway, honestly, they're pretty funny. <laughs> like something <laughs> Yeah, or you. I mean, you know, it's like, what's the, what's at stake here? The subway car is going to be like, hey, uh. Wait, do you think it's funny if, when you say a fart on the subway, do you mean you smell it or you hear it? I mean, I don't necessarily think hearing it. Smelling it is not funny. <laughs> well, Smelling usually it, you can't hear it, though, no? Yeah, but that's what makes a fart funny is to, is to hear it. <laughs> hearing a fart is the punchline. Smelling it is like the real consequence <laughs> that you're like, I, this is something I would never sign up for, especially without getting the show. When you hear the fart and then you smell it, you're like, I knew it was coming. You know, <laughs> I knew something bad was about to happen. It's <laughs> like, you can't, if you don't hear it and just smell it, you're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, Get- but I feel like that's usually what happens in public there's a uh i feel like i can call him out by name on this one uh matthew you know my friend yeah was sitting like down at the end of the subway Uh um and then two guys were like by the door Mm -hmm. and he farted and it was just like so nasty (laughs) and then the guy he like saw when the guys like noticed it and they both looked up at one another and then one of them like nodded at the other one, and the other guy just opened the door to the like the in between train. part of the train, <laughs> <laughs> and just held it open. And both of them were like dramatically like leaned towards. Oh, they were just getting fresh air. I thought you meant they were leaving. <laughs> yeah, no, they were just like <laughs> like they were drowning. That's really funny. I don't know. Farts I, think, are... I think farts are funny, but I think personally I would find them pretty, like, they're embarrassing in a lot of circumstances. I mean, yeah, and women have, a, a, I think, a more fraught relationship generally with farting yeah. than yeah, men Yeah, yeah, do. yeah, definitely. But, I mean, you know, if I I feel like my self-esteem would would tumble to new lows if I thought that uh, farting was too embarrassing, I, part, I partake often. <laughs> You partake. Yeah, I. In the tradition. Yeah, in the joke, in the punchline. Yeah, yeah. I feel like bodily functions. I think are pretty funny to me in the home. I think Avi's are funnier to me than mine. Of course. Yeah, other people's. I really like other people. Like Avi has this thing where, like, after he shits, I don't know if anybody (laughs) wants this. If he wants this on the pod, you can run it past him. He doesn't want me anywhere near him. Like, he just needs some space. <laughs> and I always, like, want to come, like, come give him hugs and stuff. And he's like, no, I need some space. <laughs> and I just think it's funny. Like, it's funny to, like, troll him and, like, go hang out near him and sit by him right after he shits. That's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah, that is really funny. <laughs> you should always sit as close to him as possible. Right afterwards. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Danny, it was truly a pleasure today. I loved this topic. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. I love your tie-dye shirt, I forgot to say. Oh, all right. I think it has hot sauce on it. 
Go enjoy the sunshine. Okay. You too. I'll see you soon, hopefully. Bye. Bye. Wow. This was a lengthy one. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate it. And thank you to Soft Streak for my theme song, theme music. And thank you to the passage of time as you continue your brutal pursuit of death. And thank you to the imminent daylight savings time, which will finally be happening March 15th. Set your calendars, everybody. Our lives are about to change. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Bye.